is Tyler Walker, voice of Gang Orca and Bondo, and ADR director and scriptwriter for hundreds of your favorite anime episodes, and a former guest on this show. You're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Mr. Flynn Hendricks. Welcome back, everybody, to the Flynn Hendricks Experience, a real-life look into the mind and thoughts of this crazy guy that hosts this podcast named Flynn Hendricks. And I'm your actor, professional wrestler, podcast host extraordinaire, and a guy that is on an awesome fitness journey as we speak, and currently making gains and so close to being back under 200 pounds, and I am feeling great. And today for the experience, uh, I'm sure the name probably caught your eye, but we're going to talk about Ric Flair's last match in the WWE in 2008 at WrestleMania 24 with Shawn Michaels. And while I loved that match, while I loved the story building up to it, in my mind, I think there's a different way that it could have gone. Ultimately, it went the way it should have, and things turned out for the better. But here's what I would have liked to have seen and how I would have booked things had I been in charge of that angle. So in the end of 2007, beginning of 2008, Ric Flair was put into a storyline where if he lost his next match, he would retire. So from December until March of 2008, leading into WrestleMania 24, he worked with a who's who, like Triple H. He worked with MVP, Zack Ryder, and Kurt Hawkins when they were the Edgeheads. I believe there was a three-on-two handicap match on the ECW television show they had at the time that was Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair against Chavo Guerrero, Kurt Hawkins, and Zack Ryder in a steel cage, and of course... Sean and Rick won that match, and it led to the story of Sean challenging Ric Flair to his last match at WrestleMania. And the story was, I'm going to take old Yeller out behind the barn and put him down, which Sean did win that match. Sean retired Ric Flair. It was a very emotional moment. His family was there to see it. Sean was crying. Rick was crying. It was a very emotional moment because it was a 50-year career coming to an end. But what I think... I would have done with that in regards to having Ric Flair going out on top because that was a very prominent position on that card, but it did not close the show. What did close the show was Edge versus The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight title. Now hear me out on this because Ric Flair has always been synonymous with the World Heavyweight title. He's got 16 recognized reigns with the World Heavyweight Championship, two of which included the WWE Championship. And there are about five or six that are not recognized, but you know, you'll know you hear Flair talk about that on other interviews and podcasts that he does. But what I would have done, ultimately, is had Ric Flair be the closing match on that show, challenging Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship, title versus career. And not that Sean was hurting for any credibility or anything. that He was a made man by that point. He's still up there as my number one, and if you talk to anybody in the conversation... Him and Ric Flair are 1-1-A. One one but realistically, what I would have done for that match is title versus career because Edge was going to be around for a few more years until a neck injury sidelined him until he came back in 2020. Uh, Sean ended up retiring two years later. Sean has made a lot of guys in his career, and he is elevated. He is at that championship status where he is never going to need the rub from anybody. And don't get me wrong, like I said, they gave me a great match. It is in my top 10 of Shawn Michaels matches of all time. Always will be. But realistically, what could have happened is you could have put Shawn into a match with 
the WWE Championship that was already a triple threat and made it a fatal four-way so that when Randy Orton wins it, he gets more credibility there. But, you know, there, there's so many different options for where it could have gone. Sean and Rick could have been at the previous pay-per-view of No Way Out. You know, there's just so many different ways that it could have gone. And, you know, you could have even put the stipulation there. The winner of that match goes on to face Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship. So there's more suspense and more drama added there. But now you're asking the question, well, what do you do with The Undertaker at WrestleMania? My option is he'd been feuding with Edge and the family, which was Chavo Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero, uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, Edge, and I think another guy named Bam Neely and Vicky Guerrero. Why not have him in a handicap match against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and give those guys a little bit more of a rub? You know he would have won to keep the streak alive at WrestleMania, and by beating them... He's the next obvious contender for Edge's championship. Therefore, at the next pay-per-view, you could have him face Edge and continue the storyline like nothing happened, but Edge closes the show with a bona fide Hall of Famer, a man that was just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame the night before, and he is going out into a match that people legitimately might think Ric Flair could win because, again, dirtiest player in the game, 16 recognized reigns as the world champion. Why not go ahead and put him in that match and let him retire in a match that involves a title he is so synonymous with? And on the end on the end of it, on the other side, Edge is a made man because whoever goes on to beat him, not that he doesn't have a credible streak of his own, ends up being a made man because, hey, Edge just defeated Ric Flair and retired him, the guy that this title is so synonymous with. And you get your emotional moment. The pyro goes off. You close the show with Ric Flair in the ring, getting his you know cheers and adulation from the crowd. And I, I think that would have been a powerful moment. And then you could go ahead and resume everything the next match, uh, the next pay-per-view, I should say, and get Undertaker and Edge. Now, you wouldn't have got the Shawn Michaels and Batista rivalry that led into Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, but that's a different story. But they would have still somehow found a way to come to Shawn and Chris, I'm sure. But... Ultimately, I just think in my mind that having Ric Flair close WrestleMania with the World Heavyweight Championship on the line and his career on the line would have been the best option for that show. And that's just my personal opinion. Again, I enjoyed everything that came out of it, but I do think that having that scenario would have given Undertaker a chance to work with two younger guys and give them a rub and also give Edge a rub for retiring one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But hey... That's just my thought, and that's just what goes on in this crazy head of Flynn Hendricks here. But that's where we're going to tie it up for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you like these you know, wrestling booking ideas, or you like these topics of wrestling that I've been doing, like being a heel, being a babyface, let me know. Shoot me a message. You know, Comment on social media. Whatever you want to do, just go ahead and chime in on it. Let me know so I can keep producing content that you want to hear. And on top of that, too, go back in the archives of I Know You Hear Me and listen to me talk to other professional wrestlers if that's your thing. There's a lot of stuff there. But, guys, we got a lot of stuff coming in the year, and my schedule staying busier than ever, and I just want to thank you again for being here to listen to everything that I'm putting out for you. So tune in next week for another awesome episode, and you know we got another episode dropping this Friday. So if you haven't already, subscribe, share, rate, review, and get the word out. Check the links in the show notes because you know i got my merch store available now. 
everything is there and everything you buy and everything that you donate helps keep this show afloat and a portion of it also goes to charities like the Nashville Humane Association and St. Jude. So it all goes to a good cause. But I'm going to stop rambling here today and I'll talk to you again on Friday and then we'll see you again next week. And I know you hear it. I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.